Section 8 of the Testaments of John Davidson, read by Sean Kilpatrick. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. But spoke-sprung wheels with geisened hubs, fruit in a ropey puddle petrified dead vultures splintered stones and tattered sieves lumber of specimens unlisted left to moulder in a cellar underground i scarce had time to note a bluish scurf or phosphorescent mildew here and there the dregs the palsied lechery of flame licking with fitful tongue the roasted loins of ancient sinfulness that still could writhe after millenniums of incessant hell scarce to behold beneath the rocky frown and sullen drip of precipices bleached and bitten through the marbled ice abominable spongy faces peer when silence came with other darkness down silence more penetrative darkness more essential vehement and absolute than ear or eye the craftiest could gauge I stood intensely strong, expecting death, but sudden miracle befell instead, for sweet and fresh the fragrance of the dew, the voice of larks, the wind among the trees, flowers in the meadow and on the mountain's morn, filling the region with music and delight, established day upon the wreck of hell. Thus did I kill Adonisius, thus did I annihilate perdition, that began to fade the moment of his monarch's death and ceased upon my advent as a dream disperses with the sound that gave its shape hardly was hell abolished hardly dawn had lit his crimson campfires in the green translucent orient when the forest leaves inquired in silent terror every blade immortal in its rigid stalk which way against us will destruction come storm thunder deluge and the swords of fire and swift and steep it fell like mountains hurled from utgard cloud on cloud descended black convolved and dense with rain aslant and white as burning steel in driven showers with funeral darkness from the crest of morn and hollow on the resonant floor above the ramble of the chariot wheels of death long golden thongs of lightning leapt and stung forked brands and brands like blue-green icicles hissed hot and spat and crackled through the air continual fire and barrel cascades poured irregular convulsive peal on peal the thunder rent and shook the firmament the whole world trembled like a beaten bell forth from the storm gigantic ruddy fierce as rage itself the oldest son of earth appeared before me challenge in his eyes thor with his conquering hammer mileneer armed my northern cousin said the goddess ceased when our tradition ended thrundheim fell i made no answer but continued thor aware of my inexorable hate my dire hostility for gods discern their enemies without appeal or war declared upheaved his hammer milnor high above his head and brought it down on mine with all the ancient power of other world before his merest gesture giant hosts had fled without a stroke from many a field but never had he met a man in fight his dreaded hammer Mjolnir, forged of storm in elfheim in the furnace of the dwarfs did me no harm at all when he beheld me standing there unhurt after a blow so mighty and direct he clutched his beard and glared astounded by material strength invulnerable in men 
then heaved once more his magic mace in both hands like a sledge and thundered blow on blow i moved aside after a shower of strokes that struck of old in juntenheim might easily have cracked the skulls of, of all the thirsies here and down the weapon crashed into the earth to dig itself so deep a sepulchre the god could not withdraw it ere my arms embraced him like a vice and pinioned his against his cloud-girt flanks all day he strove and panted in my grasp and while his bulk enormous and his sinew bone and nerve of spiritual substance and fibre knit dwindled and shrank and withered to a wraith illusory that sighed itself away in tenuous vapour on the evening wind that was the end of thor the mankind god the mighty worker for the sake of work whose work was never seen and still to do the bluff old hero of a hundred fights by ineludable entrenchment won like every conquest of the other world crushed to a film in my material clasp the god of use and want of daily toil the home the cupboard tedium common thing still flicked in the sky a wisp of cloud when from the sunset in olympian state terribly beautiful apollo came for this was my great day divinest scorn bathing her crescent in a ruddier blush than that which damascenes with sanguine fire the glowing sickle of the harvest moon the goddess silently confronted me and looked me in the face but my great night had dawned your brother goddess he even he i said offered me insult tis a way they have in heaven and all the heavens he called me man with infinite contempt a name i mean to make the greatest of all time of all eternity and challenged me to sing against him who shall judge i thought expecting no rejoinder i shall judge apollo answered whereupon i laughed so godlike was the word i asked him then what guerdon shall the victor have he said the victory which was great and manlike even the penalty i said shall be defeat i said the god defeat and after death in agony i flay the vanquished hell eternally to follow a reply worthy the hatefulest of all the gods but if you lose i asked i cannot lose apollo answered think you so i said and spoke with high disdain whichever way the judgment goes tis i shall win this bout who first shall sing he struck his lyre and sang great was the song melodious and divine preluding darkly in the vast abyss with heavy sounds and words that summed up benighted chaos of ever gods and men of heaven and hell were known till gathering might as in the olympian mystery of things reunion and disjunction heaven and hell with earth between gods titans heroes sprang impassioned from the all-conceiving gulf big by relentless fate then sweet as fire that murmurs in a golden censer lit to blandish adoration love began a honeyed ecstasy and soon evolved in gorgeous strains and dazzling cadences with rich division fledged and winged aloft a soaring decant like savory smoke of sacrifice that god might offer god with crashing resonance of brazen strings as lightning to the thunder of his voice apollo uttered a next titanic war and jove's achievement and supremacy a muted passage followed 
dissonant and emphasized with level looks of scorn showing the origin of men from earth and pasted by prometheus and the breed after deucalion's flood by miracle preserved where stones were dowered with life a race eternally subservient to the gods whom they must worship with profoundest awe and chiefly him apollo god of light of knowledge justice purity and truth he finished in apollyon rapture playing the spheral music troy was builded with intolerably sweet and jubilant as trumpets of the dawn to honor now and magnify the essence of the gods consummate jealousy wherein himself had no superior and that i might lose courage and hope and fall an easy prey in this the swan song of the musigets although the prophet knew it not he poured a fountain of memorial melody to grace the lofty peon that extolled his treacherous vengeance on the satyr last blasphemous mortal cried the goddess death assail and choke you now hell gnaw your bones apollo treacherous noblest god of all my brother most divine and most adored theophany of justice light and truth revealed to men marcius a silent foul abominable bestial fit for death a thousand times in monstrous agonies his song surpassed apollo's it never did no voice of heaven or earth could equal his no flute no pipe be favorably heard whene'er apollo deigned to touch his lyre the prepossession of olympus know the truth at last i said both flute and pipe surpassed apollo's lyre pan overcame with powerful music of the woods and wilds dancing and mirth and wine and harvest home the mountains and the pastures and the chase apollo's moral ode and heavenly hymn and marcius also with harmonious flute excelled his minstrelsy the god performed a new thing seeming needless in war already won a new thing seeming needless in a war already won a famous masterpiece the most uplifting music wrung from strings his trojan overture when midas judged between apollo and the venturous fawn but marcius blew a melody so rich in morn and eve in midnight and in noon so stained with spring that blushes in the snow with summer's diverse bloom and autumn's gold so passionate and so instinct with love in single notes like water in a well that drops an orb of music lingeringly in warbled showers of jewels and streams of sound like vintage flowing free more searching sweet than twilight when the stars at intervals in shadowy magnificence appear till darkness like the bridegroom lifts the veil that midas though he laughed aloud to see the eager satyr's crimson cheeks distend to bursting crowned him victor and the joy of every hearer save the deity defeated echoed to the skies now mark the nature of divinity of yours as of apollo's for you slew with him the lovely children fruitful niobe amphion bore a wife whose generous boast of rich maternity and loyal claim that he her spouse had built a city too Boeotian thebes with music of his lute deserved a smile well pleased from gods and men instead of such bereavement as you dealt the stolid vengeance of celestial art the ruthless spite of noisome chastity i was patroness of motherhood she cried in anguish all the gods i said were arrogant in virtues self-assumed to palliate their malice let me end this history of divine malevolence between apollo and his challenger the strife was fair and true award pronounced upon the instant issue the delight the skill and music of the players gave but your theophany of hallowed truth adorned the arbiter with ass's ears and flayed the genial champion alive behavior wanton as jehovah's trick who set his creatures in a garden fair beside a beautiful a tempting fruit 
and bade them eat it not on pain of death knowing that they would eat it now no more till i have finished goddess of the night you interrupted when apollo sang his treacherous triumph over marcius last rending a shriek from every lyric string mournful and heinous as the doom portrayed the satyr's agony beneath the knife he smiled with glittering narrowed eyes of hate and ample expectation of revenge immediate bloody and sufficing even the anger of a god silent i gazed on the superb divinity a while my senses in melodious surges drowned such as on helicon nemosine had joyed in with her daughters heard by me once more and never to be heard again by any ear throughout eternity the god's conceit of triumph unexpressed delight of mine and still a demeanor fed until it flamed you yield without a song he cried malignant even to happy tears whose dew annealed the fury of his glance roused from my reverie not a word i spoke but clasped my hands behind me having no lyre and mightily against apollo's song that pleased olympus and established troy i waged the universe itself in being before apollo or any god debauched imagination of the ether first i sang one subtile tension of entire immaculate energy omnipotent eternal stretching taut in bornless space this infinite elastic ether pure dynamic form no chaos ever was but order always mutable and free for every change possessed no sun no star no meteorite no atom or element being a sheer oblivious ecstasy until the lightning wakened and began a limitation of eternal space which is the ether in eddying vortices the offspring of the ether energized under continual omnipresent strain that sought stability in golden drops by sexual electrons pith and seed at once of ponderable matter each invisible corpuscule being condensed from myriads of measures of imponderable elastic stuff and therefore each a packed compendium of the universe an orb a reservoir and continent of power incalculable manifest occult repository of eternity and hidden treasure of the infinite when these electric gems confederate all in balanced companies began to spin like planets in a system every group became a cadent atom of hydrogen first condensed of the infinite and these again these atoms clustered stars of bezeled lightning instantly conglobed as passionate molecules atomic pairs in most material wedlock interfused insatiably to throng in countless swarms hive upon hive of radiancy ensphered and whirling through immensities of space till into sumptuous nebulae they swelled the scene the herd the ponderable at last from an improbable omnipotent eternal ether gloriously evolved come to the gods apollo cried the gods i take them in their turn i said and kept the tenor of my song the least of all the nebulae contracting as it cooled flung off the planets they their moors to swing in ample bursts miraculously moored by gravitation in a spatial gulf five thousand millions of our mundane miles diametrically measured circumscribed by neptune's orbit centred by the sun haunted by errant comets that wander out obliquely curving through the desolate night that lies between us and the nearest star and driven directly on towards hercules in lyra planets comets and the sun though moored advancing with the speed of thought and representing in colossal form the balanced clusters of electrons grouped to constitute infinitesimal cosmic parcels of an element as solar systems are evolved to be 
the mighty members of the universe secreted by the primal atom all the other atoms as the planet cooled became and all their elements how much so ever differing in appearance weight amount condition function volume gold from iodine argon from iron wrought of the purest ether in electron spraying as lightning from the tension filling space forms of the ether primal hydrogen azote and oxygen unstable shapes with carbon most perdurable of all the elements forthwith were sifted out to be the diverse warp and woof of life the lowest and the highest louse and man how came the gods to be apollo cried smiting his lyre in wrath their day arrived i said but man whose fault they are came first then sang i other miracles of time telluric history brought to light by power material in men of resolute attention from the dust of ages shells and scattered limbs and footprints petrified in rocky strata or in fossil mud matrixed like scripture for the founder's craft organic stone wherein whole species plant and animal of their own substance built their tomb and monument shale lava marl obsidian porphyry syenite travertine mica and talc blown sand and drifted sand in deserts and in oceans fruitful soil with forest pastures orchids harvests fledged millennial almanac and open scroll of deluge fire volcano glacial drift compacture fierce and winnowing tides of air that forged and tempered and engraved the earth enameled it with sapphire seas and hung an emerald veil about its nakedness then did i sing the greatest miracle the origin of species devoutly traced throughout the scale of being in the deep brain we honor most to-day and showed the god assuredly as one who can reveal by power poetic what the groper fears to institute sex from the ether strained as lightning male and female first and last delimitation of eternity immaculate discarnate twofold sex electrons jewel substance of evolved ethereal uncreated universe in protoplasm embodied sarcode stuff or vegetable inwoven of the same quaternion of elements vapors three azote and hydrogen with oxygen the great protagonist and carbon crowd in chorus common tissue of the whole wherein the ether lightened into life organical omibe monora bacteria diatoms single cells that sped through differentiation changed environment in series manifold by natural selection and sexual into the rose the oak tree and the vine and into men and women and swift again i sang what no one sang before or said or thought eternity which was and is none other than the ether infinite unconscious rapture tensely strong in space by travail inenarable and urge adventurous of evolution shrine individual in men and women to know itself 
to understand the whole and keep the primal everlasting ecstasy self-conscious in the passionate kiss of love the gods the gods the gods apollo cried but shrilly now and fearfully to them i come i said and sang the body of man mucus the blood unlit on fire as blood in flesh compact and baked like earthenware in nerve as pith as mineral in bone fibrous in muscle and in the viscera vegetal repeating in the microplasm electron atom system universe with cells and organs members moons and suns the gods the gods the gods i sang the brain a double sponge soaked in the ether fruit hesperian in the garth of space the goal unconscious lightning aimed at when it led the onset of eternity toward man receiver and recorder carter sieve alembic loom and lyre and every arm machine and implement for art war use to put in act the thoughts the body thinks i sang the multitudinous cells that bud and blossom and the trellised protoplasm filling the skull and make the chambers there arbors of color beauty fragrance joy by sulphurs gold and purple blooms uplit and garlanded with phosphorescent wreaths crimson and ivory and violet and then i sang the gods infinity confined in atoms that developed power in many modes and changed and counterchanged through force and forces to become in us terror and hatred anger worship love and be projected on itself again fantastic immaterial eclipse of actual material universe the undeciphered fancy thought complete self-consciousness of man flung blindly forth to master mystery and to know the unknown vitality the ether in densest stones asleep whose thronged electrons still at ease in harbors and imperial roadsteads rides awake in protoplasm a formless stir or distaste of life that lends the clot of carbon curdled vaporous poetic power to gather to itself and to transmute diversity of matter into man the crown of evolution this it was that men supposed to be another thing than they not knowing that the whole in one material substance gods and god are man's mistake no brain exists behind the galaxies above them or beneath no thought inhabiteth eternity no reason no intelligence at all till conscious life begins the oofs and elves the satyrs centaurs goblins gnomes and trolls the ancient lands of fairy and romance infernal and supernal domiciles the dreadful dwellers there in wonderful cosmogony of other world perverse reflections of his unenlightened mind upon the mirror of eternity and on the mirrors of the sun and moon the stars the flowers the sea the woods the wilds with immaterial nothings deceived mankind even as his shadow on a darksome way looms like a ghost and daunts the pilgrim still i am no ghost apollo cried a god and son of god but now his voice a thin and bat-like shriek dismayed himself his light had waned his figure shrunk before the truth the greatness and the terror of my song the deep malevolence of other world alone remaining fierce 
from his lyre he struck sundering dissonance that might have ended time for lo the gallant curving horns were warped the strings awry and beaded thick with rust again he smote so savage was his rage as with a bestial claw the tuneless lyre and straight the instrument of power that worked by poignant melody enchantment strong as bastion cities crumble into dust swift like a famished werewolf at my throat he leapt or vampire fresh from sepulture in semblance only for the fire was out his sinew tender and his blood a fume his empty quiver every arrow spent how long ago flapped on his shrivelled haunch like a cast slough not even the knife he skinned the setter with was left him as he sprang he clenched teeth mouldered in his jaws his eyes like gathered leaves that in a kiln curl up shrank in their gloomy sockets and on my flesh his withered fingers hung like gossamer the evening breezes trail for all you gods without your weapons or your magic arts your heavens and hells and cyclopean bolts envenomed arrows casks invisible girdles and shoes of swiftness and gorgon heads are impotent as palsied eld i struck him down dismembered him as one might tear a mannequin in pieces by breech and neck i seized and kneaded him and bent and plied and wrung him like a rag until he ceased to be as in the conjurer's nimble hands a kerchief vanishes thus did i meet thus did i conquer and annihilate apollo thor adenius gods that were that never were the goddess said and smiled divinity commiserating man's simplicity her grief and horror past complacent now and beautiful as heaven's devoted maiden in the flower of youth and freshness of her nights fair as herself she bade me know the truth these were not gods and loftily spoke at first i feared i knew not what so wide and so profound a gulf divides my solitary time from those olympiads sweet and every break blossomed with deity undisciplined when dryads hamadryads oreads nymphs haunted the wilderness and watched my sport that things immemorable had fallen away leaving my lonely mind in tranquil thought a thoroughfare of beauty chief of all unblessed remembrance are the lonesome wains forgotten till you told how in the voice that named itself apollo shrillness struck and fear with dwindled volume then i knew a wain had mocked you only voices now they once had deity archaic sprites adored by uncouth beings hardly men that ceased or ever aranos began the dynasties of heaven unworshipped gods may haughtily retain divine state while any scion of the race endures whose gods they were but when the blood that warmed and fostered them with worship burns entirely out they wither into sound involving baneful power to personate the very gods themselves if time and place accord with second sight like yours at hand to see the phantom i supposed indeed the abhorrences had perished from the world but those apparent gods you thought you killed were certainly none other than the wains still at their exorable masquerade are you of them i asked her crescent flushed a saffron hue and from her sparkling eyes keen lightnings pierced me 
Not a word she spoke. If the three deities I slew were wanes, can I believe that no inequitous embodiment of empty sound like them encounters me tonight? I asked, assured the slain divinities were what they seemed. I am the only deity, she said, remaining on the earth. Since you remain, might not a remnant of divinity frequent the day as you frequent the night? No, pensively, she answered, all the gods except my single self departed hence. Whither I know not centuries ago, let me recall the past and let me tell what I have never told since there was none to hear. Can I remember? Can I bear to think it? Silent noon in Arcady, I and my dragon car driving at speed compelled to wonderment and awe by fate unknown invading heaven and earth unknown but felt then darkness inexpressible the gods could see by day and night but i renowned for vision saw not heard not out the darkness blotted every sense save one day blazed by contrast when i shut my eyes then i remembered proteus once i sought the crafty shepherd of the sea and bade him tell my fortune gods must come and go but virgin deity outlast them all he said i thanked him for his prophecy and left his cave well pleased he followed loath but powerless not to tell the whole of doom until a man shall conquer you he said you cannot pass away which might have been a cryptic promise of eternal life but in the strangling darkness no so long the horror brooded i believed an end of all had come it had for all but me the faithful beast you slew, my dragon stood as motionless as I. I neither heard his laboring heart nor mine, though every throb uncounted in that dread obsession seemed a night of fear. At last a sound arose far off, a rumbling deep and low that shook the earth as thunder shakes it, travelling on. It filled the air as tempests do, and yet no louder than a murmur, than a sigh. The word went round the world. Great Pan is dead soon as the whisper traversed arcady the all-devouring darkness rendered up the day again but not the day that was gone were the golden sunbeams iron skies or canopied the world through the dull air i hastened to my hidden place of joy i have still endymion i thought an empty heaven an empty world for me are terrorless his image in my mind eternal youth and in his countenance eternal rapture words of yours or jove's i reached my latmian bower and found i found no priceless treasures there a wind that sighed a charnel smell dead leaves where spiders span their dusty webs a bat a toad usurped the mountain cave in damian and his dream myself in naked deity beheld had made the very jewel of the earth I swore by Styx vengeance more horrible than any punishment in Tartarus, and lit the air in meteoric flight to high Olympus and the ear of Jove. Alas, no mortal mind can comprehend, no words can tell, no thought can think the change. Where the twelve places had soared aloft in massive splendor, beauty, and balanced strength, the wonder of the gods themselves, there spread a leprous snow, winnowed by icy blasts, I sought no further what had chanced i knew the intolerant jewish god the terrible jehovah subtlest of supernal powers by magic more inscrutable than his had conquered jove and wiped olympus out you know that awful god better than i the rumor of his might 
I know of him, I said, eager to speak. The sorcery whereby he seemed to quell the other gods was twofold. First and foremost, reiterant assertion of supreme domination, I am I, there is no god but me, assailed the Jewish mind for ages and destroyed the sense of hearing for the voice of gods less arrogant, to make himself renowned beyond all rivalry. In mythic times, Jehovah had proclaimed himself the world's creator, never imagining that men would wrest its secret from the universe. Howbeit long before we understood that all things of themselves evolved, his boast, he had pronounced the whole creation good, exposed him to derision. Great indeed the world was and will always be, but good it never can become, and worst of worsts. His chosen race, the Jews, the only folk in all the world that worshipped him, had passed from slavery into slavery, and were then writhing beneath the heel of Rome. Jove's might incarnate, some unparagoned device alone could raise a god discredited so utterly to eminence again nor was that wanting in the operant part of plausible enchantment reinforced with iterance unending of the spell primeval i am i there is no god beside when jove divinely errant chose to mingle blood with mortals heroes or gods were still the offspring as become a sire eternal but this desperate deity begot a common man and in his son not as a natural parent reappears but really incarnate lived on earth to change the mood of men and make them his now mark how relative omnipotence and all divine ascriptions are without disquietude and when it pleased him best triumphant jove destroyed jehovah left to rome jove's delegate and by that power abandoned to the mercy of the mob whose god he was his claim was laughed to scorn and he on calvary hammered to a cross that was your time of darkness what happened then on calvary when christ was crucified the end of godhead happened once for all so interwoven an infinity entangled all the gods so spiritual a fabric so essentially allied were all your states and towers of other world a single death of deity involved the entire extinction of the race divine celestial and infernal and the ruin irredeemable of every heaven and hell that was an accident on calvary then the goddess cried enlightened had jove known jehovah would become a man in all mortality he never would have risked destruction in permitting men to work their will upon his rival could he dream that deity would so forget itself put on without reprieve the flesh of men the madness of a god the irony exorbitant of chance i said pursued throughout the centuries with the keenest zest for only then when all the gods were dead of moribund did men begin to pray in earnest and to worship truly both jehovah and his conqueror the one as christ the man of sorrows the other jove as god of kings and armies pride and pomp in rome besides his ancient seat of power if deity went out upon the cross how comes it i am here the goddess asked not now disdainful but in thoughtful guise as having met the master of her fate I said, the point of time on Calvary, when Christ gave up the ghost, the three dark hours you passed in Arcady, the centuries of Christendom in which Jehovah dead appeared to triumph, are in eternity one single moment, and the same with this in which we meet. 
the goddess understood, but asked me of the gods whom I had killed. Were they not wanes then? No, not wanes, I said, unless they were the fittest. How they survived, no one could tell. I know I killed the three, and I, she asked, by the great power I have to join the ends of time and to compress eternity into a glowing point one teeming moment of imagination the act of some of all material force nothing in this or in the other world extinguished now no cause no accident no import no result no fate so called that ever did betide is hid from me given this faculty the rain i said goddess and hollowed lamp of stainless youth shining supreme in lilied sovereignty because of maidenhood you are tonight as beautiful as fragrant fresh and rich in deity and in divine desire as on the evening when you came of age and jove with such a daughter overjoyed enthroned and crowned you while the dusky stars in envy swooned or hung about you too enchanted with your excellence to dream of emulation wistfully she said but wherefore then do i survive alone athene was a virgin a sexless one not from jove's loins but from his head she sprang when the end came she was the first to fade to fade she murmured while a crescent filled and new with pulsing fire lit up the night they ceased somehow they vanished every god myself accepted and the three you slew i will believe you slew them but was that the end of all the kingdoms of the air that death on calvary when jehovah's treason undid himself and us may there not be celestial homes beyond the stars a lodge above olympus a higher heaven than heaven where jove confederate with jehovah dwells and juno visits aphrodite's bower in sweetest amity i think there may a goddess's romance in bornless space fulfilled with matter multiform no room for any immaterial might remains no room she cried for immaterial things but i am immaterial if you mean by immaterial immortal and divine i was about to say sheer fantasy you are not never were but in my veins the aphrodisian force of other world began a revel as of molten ore tumultuous in the entrails of the earth that shatters mountains and upheaves the sea ambrosial food and nectar of the gods whereof i had partaken with careless zest being savory morsels of essential life i mean the unreal essence of the spirit and aureate passion potable and pure as the first lightnings though impossible as the uncharactered inane itself no filter and no witchcraft ever tuned to such a pitch of poignant ecstasy the senses of her lord beloved in vain by some unhappy bride as that which now inspired me goddess i said above the stars i see the dazzling fronts of palaces that overlook eternity on one a crescent burns and beckons your demoscene untenanted and waiting forbear deceit she cried you said romance and now you say in the same wanton breath the highest heaven exists with room for me against her will to call the flower of her virginity had been my purpose with the loss of maidenhood her deity i knew must end at once and should then have purged the universe of the last exile last inheritress of other world but now material things or immaterial seemed the self-same substance or it mattered not whether they were betrayal of the truth 
and of my own material being for which i suffered torment dire while one design engulfed as in a vortex all my thoughts in some vertiginous moment of the blood to win the virgin goddess of the night and to possess her with her sweetest will end of section eight of the testaments of john davidson